Bullshit is everywhere. Bullshit. Bullshit is rampant. Total fucking bullshit. B -b bullshit. This makes no fucking sense. It's just bullshit. Fuck. Bullshit is bullshit. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as proud as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore. Welcome back to Bullshit Field of the News for this day of our Trump, eleventh uh, of December, two thousand and eighteen. I don't know what day of the Trump right. it is, six hundred and something sure, something. Sure. Bill, Bullshit Field of the News. That's the show. Right. We take the news, we squeeze it through a very very fine <laughs> filter. Bullshit right. comes out. We drink that. Gives us the strength of right. ten men, a bit like Roger Ramjet taking a proton proton yeah. energy pill. <laughs> Uh, gives us the strength of uh, 10 men for right. 10 seconds. And then what's yeah. left is what we give you on this here that show. That's right. Now, the big yeah. news, Ray. Uh, my name is Cameron Riley, by the way. With me is Ray Harris. Uh, welcome, Ray. Um, the big, big, right. big news uh, today around the world, me. Ray, is that the, is that the Guardian uh, ran a part of an article that I wrote about Doctor Who. That right. is the big news. My Twitter, my Twitter is blowing up, Ray. Blowing yeah. up on Twitter. Uh, most people telling me that I don't have a <laughs> fucking clue what I'm talking about and I should just shut the fuck up. That's not If true. it's not, yeah. if it's not Doctor Who fans, it's uh, right. Christians <laughs> on Kickstarter and Reddit because I did an AMA on Reddit last week. How that, um, yeah. So that's all going on. Anyway. Oh, well, yeah, okay. no, it's all right. Um... People didn't. People just wanted to. Uh, the, the first question on the A. I did an AMA and read it about my Christianity documentary, right. uh, Marketing the Messiah. Check it out, deepdivedocumentaries.com. The first question on the AMA is What does Ray's skin smell like? <laughs> Swear to God, that was the first question on my AMA. Well, the, I don't know what you told them, but obviously the answer is Lemoncello. Because I drink so much of it, it just permeates the skin. But what did you tell them, besides you don't care? No, too obvious. I said you smell oh, uh, like D'Angelo, actually. <laughs> that hurts on so many different levels. Ouch. Yeah. Mm, true. I was going to say, he smells like your mother, but I thought, not not a good way to no, start my very first my AMA on Reddit. <laughs> that, that, me, that kind of an aggressive Let me say that for my uh, AMA. AMA. So, no, you, I'm glad you didn't do that. You're welcome. Um, okay, so on to other news apart from me. Um, <clears throat> the Australian government, Ray, are coming Why? to hack my devices. You probably you probably don't get Australian not news a, a great no. deal in Virginia. Quite frankly, I <laughs> quite often don't pay attention to my, to it myself. Um, you know, Australian politicians, to me, are kind of like a bad mm -hmm. reality show. Like, I don't even watch the supposedly good reality shows. I'm not sure if there is such right. a thing. Don't have a TV, of course, um, to watch them on, even if I had the desire to watch them. But Australian politics is just like a bad reality. Now, I know you probably think your own politics is like a bad reality show. <laughs> Seeing as your president is a bad reality show a star. star. Yes. But at least, see, that's the difference. Your president actually was right. a star on a reality show our politicians look like 
people wow. who failed the audition for a reality show and just went, you know what? We'll just <laughs> we'll just record ourselves on our iPhones doing our own reality show and right. put it up on YouTube and say that it's a reality show. It might become show. law. That's how bad yeah. our, pol- our politicians are. So our politicians uh, recently, this like last week, passed a bill called the Telecommunications oh. Assistance and nice. Access Bill 2018. It does sound nice. They're going to assist. You, you would read that yeah. and think, oh, they're going to assist right. me with my telecommunications, like when our Skype right. call just crashed a few minutes ago. <laughs> um, but, but no, no, this is actually a, uh, a bill right. that they pushed through that will allow Australian law enforcement to force Google, Facebook, Apple, Microsoft, Skype, WhatsApp, Signal, uh, whoever you want, to give them access to encrypted communications. But I thought they were encrypted for a reason. Yes, yes. They're encrypted because you don't want people to see what you're saying. You, you care about yeah. your privacy. Government saying, no, none of that. No, we, we want to be able to see and hear everything. Now, they're going to, according to this legislation, which both parties approved, it was our <sighs> government, the Liberal National Coalition, our conservative, our right-wing mm-hmm. government, who recently replaced the, 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 the prime minister again, <laughs> They had a prime minister, got rid of him, replaced him with another guy, just got rid of right. him, replaced him with another guy who is the worst possible guy. He's he's like a complete dipshit fundamentalist happy clapper. Um, they uh, they drafted the bill. The the Labor Party, our Democrats, if you like, our supposedly left major party, although they're not really left, they're more centre-right, a little bit to the right of the centre-right, I'd say, they went along with it and said, yeah, right. they could have stopped it. They could have gone, nah, no, we're not passing that. But instead they went, yeah, all right. Jeez. <clears throat> yeah, right, we're going to pass it. We're not going to look happy about it. We're going to tell everyone, oh, you know, what they actually said, the leader of the opposition... Bill Shorten, who wants to be Prime Minister next year, he actually said, look, it, it, you know, we're not happy about it, but uh, we, we, we passed it and ah, then we'll fix it next year. Like our year. healthcare, right. Because that right. that always happens, yeah. It's like, yeah, we passed it. Oh, no, 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 no we, we're yeah. going to fix it. We're going to yeah. fix it next year. We just needed we just needed it over the holidays in case somebody tries Because what they were worried about, I think, is if a terrorist attack happened right. over the holidays... Um, the the liberals would be able to say, look, we could have stopped that if you'd let us hack oh, everyone's God. iPhones. But now, so this right. is on you. Now, of course, the big question is whether or not Google, Facebook, WhatsApp, Apple, etc., are going to give a shit that right. the government's passed this legislation. Um, how are they going to force these companies to give them access? I mean, there are like massive fines that they can throw at these companies and that kind of stuff, technically. Um, but I hardly think these companies are going to just roll over. Although that said, <clears throat> as we know from Edward Snowden's 
disclosures a few years ago, a lot of these tech companies just right. bent over, their ankles. pulled down their pants, yeah. part, parted their cheeks, <laughs> brought their own lube, lubed up their assholes a few years ago and said to the governments of the world, Have oh, at it. look, take me in any hole, take me in any hole you want. We don't give a shit until Snowden released it and then they all went... <laughs> Oh, how, how dare what, you? Oh, how dare you, sir? I can't believe... I'm shocked. Shocked Spike. that there is anal raping going on right. in this establishment with our consent. And our lube. We, no, we, right. we... What we said was, yes, we'll let you do it, but we'll fix it next year. And, and oh, next year yeah. has come now, let me tell you. <laughs> we are outraged, sir. So... Okay, so, so let's break this down. Out. So they want to get access... They want to be able to have, to have access to everything... Besides, I guess, general safety as in a terrorist attack, is there any other reason? Because I have to ask how many, I mean, not that you're as good as America, but how many terrorist attacks do you get that this is needed? I don't think we've really had one uh, yet right. in Australia. A, few, a couple of years ago, some loony bloke... Uh, you know, took a gun into a coffee shop, a chocolate shop in Sydney and held up some people for a day and he died and a couple right. of them died. And he did put up a flag and say he was associated with ISIS. <laughs> and even ISIS went, well, yeah. no, but we don't, never yeah. really heard of you before. But um, so maybe you could call that right. a, a terror attack. Um, wasn't He wasn't officially Wanna be. part yeah. of any terrorist He was cell. auditioning. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, he just. Yeah, uh, I mean, maybe I don't know. I'm, I'm you, you, maybe I guess he he. I, I don't think he was trying to bring about any major. I don't know what his yeah. demands were actually. Um, <laughs> more chocolate, darker um, chocolate. But yeah, yeah, we don't we we don't we don't get a lot of terrorist attacks now. Maybe that's because the law enforcement are doing such a stellar job, uh, catching them before they happen. I'm sure that there is some of that. Um, we, we see something like just recently, I talked a couple of weeks ago about some gun control stuff, a couple of crazies who were planning a terror attack, supposedly, right. allegedly tried to buy some guns. <laughs> Government went, no, we banned the guns. We got you. You're nabbed. But um, they were but able again, to do that without this anti-encryption yeah. bill. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they're going, well, it'll be so much easier. Yeah. But the problem, okay, so there's a whole bunch of problems with this. And uh, what a lot of of, uh, tech experts have been saying is that this legislation could allow the government to, for example, order the makers of smart home speakers, your um, Alexas and your Google Homes and your Apple whatevers, I don't know, but... um, yeah, those things that people have. And they go, hey, what's the weather? And I go, just fucking look out the window. Like, seriously. Um, those those people, those speakers, they could, they could force the makers of those speakers to install eavesdropping capabilities. Now I'm now I'm saying, well, what do you think they're already doing? That's the whole purpose of them. They're eavesdropping. That's, they have to be eavesdropping. Exactly. That's how they hear it when you say, hey, Alexa... Our phones are eavesdropping, our laptops are eavesdropping, everyone's eavesdropping already on us. Um, what they might be able to do is, is, I don't know, get more access to that. They're probably going to say, oh, we're going to use it to crack down on the war on drugs, or we're going to crack down on, 
I don't know, whatever the fucking homosexuality. Whatever thing. Let me ask this because you, you and I have been doing the war on drugs and, and you had a, a stat that said roughly 3% of uh, Americans do drugs and it kind of doesn't really change over the years. It's roughly around 3%. So I'm guessing if drugs are illegal in Australia and roughly three to five, I have no idea how much. Let's just say 7%. I have no idea. 7% of people are doing drugs and that's probably too high. You take away everyone's privacy in order to harass or catch maybe five to seven percent of the population. That's cutting off this nose to despite the face. I mean, it's it's an overreach for a very little reason for a very small reason. Yeah, look, okay. I'll tell you what I think's going on. Um you know, I've been writing about this in the uh, uh, infamous book nice. that is now finished. I, I finished it last week, I'm pleased to say. <laughs> I think so, anyway. Um, For now, it's done. Said, All right, it's done. Yeah, and then I'll look at it a month new. later and go, ah. Yeah. One more. One more. One, one more chapter. Yeah. Um, but uh, 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 so what's happening is around the world, I think we're seeing... The elite. By the elite, Us. I mean right. the the wealthy, the extremely wealthy, <laughs> the one percent, or the one percent of the one percent, the wealthy, the powerful. Um, they are clamping down on uh, Western societies because they perceive that there are threats to their mm-hmm. hegemony, right. their their control. Um, they're they're worried about. Activism. They're worried about uh, the rise of socialism in the West. People saying, "You know what? This whole capitalism thing yeah. is kind of broken." Global fi- post global financial crisis. People are like, tweet. "You know what? This is kind of fucked." And you know what? We we don't. You, you know, you're destroying the world with um, climate change as a result of uh, you know the, 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 some of the manufacturing processes and the complete disregard right. for uh, man made uh, impacts on the climate and. And you know we want we want more even distribution of the wealth, and we want this, and we want that, and we want the other. So the elite are like, no, no fuck that. Um, you're not getting any of that. So what we're going to do is we're going to find different ways of clamping down mm. on freedom of speech, freedom of association. We're going to find different things to uh, different tools, and this is you know according to most. Uh, uh, historians of fascism. This is how fascism starts. Mm. Is uh, fascism is is a tool that capitalists use when their traditional tools of control of the populace start to right. become less effective. Then they start to amp up. They start targeting minorities. They start talking about. They start inventing crises, which force them to push through. Uh different uh, abuses of, of, of civil rights. And this is one, okay? So they say, oh, no, well, it's it's terrorism that's forcing us to be able to listen. But then, you know, if, if there was a, let's say, if there was a, a, a strong political movement like we see with the Gilets Jaunes in right. France at the moment, the Yellow Jackets, a massive uprising, they go, oh, well, now we, we can listen to that and we can shut down that. And, and people may think, oh, well, that's that's crazy conspiracy. You, you've, right. you've got an all fucking Alex Jones on us, Cameron. But um, you know, one of the things that you and I have we've just done thirty-two yes. episodes on the war on drugs, 
And, you know, we talked about how the U.S. government in particular did this using the FBI to shut down political activism in the 60s and the 70s. Um, uh, They used it to break the left-leaning groups, the socialist groups, the civil rights groups, Mm -hmm. the the Black Panthers, uh, Martin Luther King, um, the communists and the socialists in the 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s and 70s in the U.S., they managed to break all of these with a combination of infiltration. Uh, this is, you know, what um, J. Edgar Hoover, the director of the FBI for many decades, termed right. COINTELPRO, um, counterintelligence, uh, COINTELPRO for short. What they would do is they would infiltrate these groups. And then when they were inside these groups, this is classic what they would do with groups like the Black Panthers. They would infiltrate them, so they'd have a, a black agent who would join mm-hmm. the Black Panthers. He'd go, "Yeah, raise his fist in the air, yeah, right. death to the death to Whitey." Um, get himself well established, and then go, "Hey, you know what? You know how we could make some really quick money? I got a guy who reckons uh, he can he can get us some coke mm-hmm. from Colombia." or from probably the French connection back then. And, you know, flip it. i got a guy who'll sell it. Right. i got a guy who'll buy it. No risk. Really easy. Um, we can flip it really quickly. We can make ourselves a quick couple of hundred K and we can use that to, to fund our activities. And, um, you know, these guys would go, no, no, we don't want to be involved. Yeah. I guess, yeah, yeah, come on, come on, come on. It's really easy. Um, so then they'd end up agreeing to it. And somebody would agree to it. And then, of course, this guy... He goes, aha, gotcha, you, <laughs> right. you dirty drug dealers. And uh, they all go to jail. Their lives yeah. are ruined. And that's how they infiltrated yeah. and broke a lot of these organizations. So anyway, I can see that happening if uh, anyone tries an active to, to, to any, any sort of large-scale anti, anti-capitalist uh, political activity in this country. Um, yeah. But anyway... It's, it's, I guess, the appalling thing, and not that I'm surprised at all, but the appalling thing is that our opposition right. did nothing. Federal opposition just let it go through. And, you know, that's what we've come to expect because they're all paid by the same. What does George Carlin say? Two parties or two, right. two branches of the one party? Yeah. I really believe yeah. that's true. Well, let me ask you this real quick. Um, you probably know people like this. Whenever Heather hears things like that, she doesn't really get upset, you know, about Alexa or whatever. She's like, yeah, well, I'm not doing anything wrong, so they can kiss my ass and whatever. But I'm like, well, that's not the point. That is not the point. Uh, it's not just a matter of uh, gathering information on you so they can send you more accurate or more high, um, finely tuned ads to get you to buy something. That's much more than that. I mean, they're, they're you know, they literally have profiles on you and they know everything you're doing and they keep all this to, and you know it can probably won't be but it can be used against you but i think there are just so many people that have the attitude about look i'm not doing anything wrong you can spy all you want because uh, i'm an american i'm a loyal american you can kiss my ass and i'm just going to live my life so it's that kind of apathy that that disturbs me um to to a certain extent Well, for a start, I don't believe Heather's not doing anything <laughs> wrong. I know Heather. I totally believe she's doing a lot of things wrong. Sorry, with D'Angelo. Secondly, go ahead. I go. Ahead. I interrupted you. Yeah. 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 Secondly, yeah. So um, the way, if if we go back and we take um, again a historical example, we look at what uh, J. Edgar Hoover did. Now, under COINTELPRO, they did a lot more than just infiltration. They did right. a lot of illegal wiretapping and bugging. 
installing microphones in hotel rooms, recording things. He had dirt on on the Kennedys. He had dirt on Martin Luther King. He had dirt on Nixon. He had dirt on LBJ. He had dirt on many, many presidents and congressmen and senators and journalists and everyone. And it's not they're doing something wrong. It's not that they're doing anything illegal. It's just, okay, this guy's banging his secretary. Right. Martin Luther King, classic example. Like to have sex with white women. Uh, he, 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 um, Sorry. He used, to ba- uh, he used to bang a lot of white women. Martin, uh, Robert De Niro, that's who. He's, right. He fancies the black ladies. Um, anyway, that's another story. So he, um, Martin Luther King liked to have sex with a lot of white women in hotel rooms. Um, the FBI famously sent him a letter anonymously, made it look like it came from a member of the community saying, you know, we know what you're doing, right. you filthy piece of scum. Uh, we're going we're gonna to ruin your reputation, kill your wife. Uh, 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 we're going to tell your wife, you might as well just kill yourself Shit. and, you know, right. save everyone a bunch of misery. FBI sent him that letter anonymously. Um, people don't believe me. Look right. it up. Well-established fact. Um uh, and they did actually send a letter and I think photographs um, of King banging a white oh, woman God. to his wife. So now it didn't slow him down. That's why they had to kill him. But, um, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. So, look, you know, OK, people people have, people have affairs, secrets, but they're not illegal. Yeah. Smoke a little bit of. Right. People smoke a little bit of weed, do a little bit of a line here, do a little bit of that, whatever. Um, if they're snooping on you, they can build up uh, an embarrassment file against not you, but we're talking about the politicians right. that can be manipulated, the me- members of the media that can be manipulated, corporate leaders, religious leaders. They build up dirt files on these people, and then you, then you can get them to do right. whatever you want. Um, a bit, you know, it's, it's like the the classic alleged P tape <laughs> right. um, of Trump that yeah. Putin supposedly has. Um, that kind of thing. Like now, is no. there anything wrong with getting prostitutes no. to pee on you in a bed I in Moscow? You. Absolutely not. Yeah, we've all done that many times. Um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, yeah. maybe th- that could, that kind I, of stuff can be used to then right. blackmail. I would pay good money things. to see the file the government has on you. Good money. Do you hear me, government? Please contact me. You, I, <laughs> you don't have good money. I, I pay you. I know how much money you have. You know. I'm trying to remove yeah. the middleman, so that's why. I'm, anyway, anyway, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. I thought you'd say right. if they give you. Oh money, shit! Okay, hey, thanks for helping me with this, Cam. Um, <laughs> got you've got the you've got the Vegas tapes. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of tapes, uh, the CIA uh, have now found that Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed mm-hmm. bin Salman sent 11 messages, text messages, to his number one hitman, Saud al-Qahtani, uh, the man who was supposedly supervising the 15-man murder squad that killed Jamal Khashoggi, uh, in the hours just oh, before and after right. the assassination of Khashoggi. Um, <laughs> I, you know, they're going, look, this guy, right. don't ask us how we know this. Don't ask us how Thank we got you, copies of right. these things. But um, <laughs> but we have them. Um, and it's it's obvious that MBS 
knew what was going on. Unless all the text messages were like, That's right. hey, man, where are you? Let's catch up for a beer. And he's like, well, A, I am Muslim. I don't drink beer. B, oh, you know, just uh, do, do, running some errands. Well, come on. Yeah. Yeah, come over. There's games on. Oh, look, I'll be, I'll be right there. I just have to get, take my dog to the vet. Uh, right. Unless right. those were the text messages. But um, the assumption... Sure, the CIA has maybe seen them. Maybe they just know that messages happen. They haven't been able to read the actual messages. Um, a bit like uh, Lester Freeman in The Wire. He can see messages right. going through, but they're in code. Um, and, and, and he can't figure out the code. That's why right. he needs Prezbaluski. Prezbaluski cracks I gotta go the back. code. I've got to go back and watch that entire Useless series. Oh, man. Anyway, sorry. Man, nice. I've watched it five times. It's the greatest. But... Um, yeah, uh, the 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 assumption coming out of everybody right. in the United <clears throat> States, except right. your president, is that uh, if Mohammed bin Salman was to get up in front of a jury right now, he'd be convicted for murder in thirty minutes. That's what Senator Bob Corker, right. who's a Republican from Tennessee, he's the outgoing chair of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, told reporters last week after he had a one-hour meeting with CIA director appointed <laughs> right. by Donald Trump, Gina Haspel. Uh, he said, yeah, yeah, man, this guy's totally guilty. Um, and even yeah. Lindsey Graham said, <laughs> I would not support arms sales to the kingdom as long as MBS remains oh, in charge. My God. Now, even if Trump was on board with all this, is there anything the United States can do except for stop selling them arms. I mean, it's, it's another country. Do we need to go through the United Nations? Is there anything the United Nations or the whatever court can do? I mean, wh- what can be done to this guy, if anything? Well, yeah, look, this probably isn't grounds for right. an invasion um, via the UNSC. Um and, and you know he they wouldn't get that anyway because even if the US stopped using their veto on Saudi Arabia the Step Russians up, yeah. or the Chinese would pick up that client relationship yeah. um, in a heartbeat right uh, all they can do yeah is really uh, step up the sanctions um they they I mean I mean sure they right. could send in seal team 6 to pick him up Jeez. um yeah. they could do that might start a war um right. if they really wanted yeah. to yeah it's, it wouldn't be hard to win that war. You, do you think when the U.S. sells military equipment to someone like Saudi Arabia, they they don't have backdoor keys and everything yeah. that they've sent? He goes, well, I'm going to use all of the missiles I bought from okay. you on the United States. Yeah. And they go, oh, Push really? And they just, you know, they jump, on a, they jump on a Hollywood computer and type in a few things and a big, a big laughing skull and crossbones appears on the screen and goes, <laughs> and then all the missiles explode. Yeah. And then every... They all explode, yeah, yeah. And he goes, no! There's a, there's a screen on all of the missiles that suddenly comes to life with the laughing skull and crossbones. And he looks at it and he goes, no! You know, that's, that's what's yeah. going There's no way they sell this stuff to these guys yeah. without a back door in it to God, I hope um, so. de- right. de- deactivate yeah. it yeah. if they decide they want to invade them. Um, yeah, now, Lindsey Graham said that there wasn't a smoking gun, there was a smoking Ooh, saw. It, too soon. <laughs> too soon. Bone yeah. saw, yeah, that linked the crown prince to the death. 
Um, now, of course, Secretary of State right. Mike Pompeo and Defense Secretary Jim Mattis, uh, uh, yeah, supporting Trump. Don't they have this to for the time being? Is it? But um, well, I'm yeah. surprised they still have jobs. We know that uh, John yeah. John Mattis Kelly's is, out now. Mattis is going to go next. Yeah. Jim Mattis yeah. is out as well. Um, now, the Senate, this is crazy, the Senate, which the GOP right. still controls, just passed a bill that is designed to force the US to stop supporting Saudi Arabia in the Ooh. Yemen war. Now, that exactly? yeah. that's, that's that, well, they're going to stop giving them technical mm-hmm. support, intelligence support, selling them weapons specifically to be new, used to them. I don't think they're going to stop new, selling new. them weapons altogether. Um, I think it's 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 a yeah. PR thing, I think, really. Um, we're going to stop selling you weapons to fight in the Yemen war. We'll still sell you weapons to fight right. Iran. Um, and if you happen to use well, those in the yeah. Yemen war, look, right. we can't really stop you, but... But it needs to get through the House, which uh, this bill, which uh, shouldn't be a problem mm-hmm. come January, obviously, because the, right. the Democrats will control the House. Yeah. But Trump can still veto it, um, and he, he probably would, unless for some reason he decides to flip on the Saudis <laughs> like Michael Cohen and pretty much everyone is flipping on him at the moment. How many people? Yeah, 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 yeah. Meanwhile... Washington Post uh, ran a story recently. The Khashoggi killing had roots in a cutthroat Saudi family feud, which I've been saying right. for how many months now that this is all about, um, you know, there's internal politics going on in Saudi Arabia and that the reason the U.S. Uh, establishment are so up in arms about the Khashoggi killing when they don't really give a shit about the tens of thousands of right. Yemeni children that are dead is more about trying to embarrass the current Saudi regime uh, and, and get it replaced mm-hmm. with the old Saudi regime um, that they were that, that they were more friendly with, had better contacts with, better networks with, I think. Um, the, the new guy um, is mm-hmm. close to Trump. Um, the the old regime probably not ah. so close to Trump, so I think uh, there's this this is this the U.S. deep state is trying to do whatever it can to weaken MBS's uh, reign and have him replaced with somebody they're friendly with. Anyway, but this article in the Wapo um, is by David Ignatius, and I mentioned him before. Um, Glenn Greenwald on the Intercepts written a lot about this in the last couple of months. David Ignatius is is their foreign affairs correspondent, senior foreign affairs guy. He has been a huge supporter of the Saudis hmm. over the years. And before Khashoggi's murder, he even wrote several glowing articles about Mohammed bin Salman and his reforms. This guy has basically been jerking <laughs> off all over the Saudis for 15 years, right. talking about how amazing they are, how wonderful they are, how, oh, they're just the greatest, we love them. Um, now, all of a sudden, he's uh, turning on them, uh, the current yeah. regime. But this, you know, this guy is so so deeply in bed with the Saudis. You know, he's he's pretty much got a, a moon and star crescent 
uh, tattoo. Well, well, doesn't he have to at least, you know, go through the motions of turning on them? I mean, they did kill a reporter, a fellow reporter, so maybe he's got to. And if he's been kissing their ass for years, I mean, what do they either have on him or what have they been giving him? Because, I mean, the the Saudis have done horrible things. The, The government has done horrible things to their neighbors for years. And I'm just wondering, how did he, in his own head, justify that unless he was getting something out of it? That too. Things to yeah. their own citizens yeah. forever. They behead atheists mm. and dissidents. So yeah, I just wonder how that well how he squares that. Why well, he's been talking great about them for the last ten or whatever fifteen years. Yeah. Well, I, I assume that um, you know there's some kickbacks somewhere along so. the way yeah. with guys yeah. like this. Uh, and also, just it's just the, the U.S. establishment. I mean, you, you can't write for a major U.S. newspaper uh, outside of the Khashoggi thing, which is a blip. You can't write for a major U.S. newspaper and right. be critical you get of the, the lines. Yeah, exactly. And keep your job. Exactly. Right. Remember, you know, basically, what would happen is if you wrote critical stories of the Saudis. Is you get a phone call uh, one day and say, "Can you come come to the editor's office or the publisher's yeah. office?" And they'd go, look, sorry, um, we've just noticed that uh, we right. double booked your desk. Uh, yeah. Sorry about that. You'll sorry. have to, you have to, you have to move out. You just can't do that. You you can't criticize America's allies um, and get away with it if you're part of the establishment. The establishment backs the establishment position. If the establishment, <laughs> if the establishment position is that we support the Saudis, you can't criticize the Saudis. And keep your job um, in a major American. Right. If I can just out. take forty-five seconds, real quick. I've been thinking a lot about the the Bush piece that we did last week because there are still um, glowing reports and stories and uh, human interest stories, and there's reporters just they they just they're trying to outdo each other with with praising this guy to the skies. And I'm like, why is everybody being nice as opposed to being more fair and balanced? And I was listening to NPR and the. And the meanest thing they said about him was that he was a really tough candidate. He was tough against Reagan. He was tough against um, Dukakis. But that was the worst thing they said. And I'm like, why isn't anybody saying any of the parts that, that you were talking about? Operation Condor um, and when the civilians were leaving with the military um, out of Kuwait. And I'm sitting there thinking, well, one, it's either because compared to Trump, he comes across as a decent guy just because he's not a Neanderthal like Trump. But on the other hand, you really can't have someone going, George Bush died today and he was he was this president and he only served one term. But however, he was, used to be in charge of the CIA and here's all the horrible things that he did. I guess they can't really do that because then they have to pretty much say that's America doing that. We're, you know, we're involved in, in killing civilians and overthrowing governments and we'd basically be pointing at ourselves about the things that we've done that we should not be proud of that stuff that we shouldn't have done in the first place. And so I guess just in, just in self-interest, none of that stuff gets pointed out because Americans don't like to think of themselves that way. They don't want to think that their government is like that. And so that stuff gets glossed over and the, and the American public is pretty okay with that. That is the only justification I can come up with for, for this acceptance and why this, these glowing reports about him are still today going on i just want i just had to vent real quick 
Yeah, well, yeah, I think you're right. I think this is part of the American uh, mythology is America is good and only does good things. Um, and when it does right. bad things and we can't deny it does bad things, then we say, oh, it was, we, we got some bad intelligence um, and it was a mistake. Um, America's like, uh, I don't know, psychopathic like that. It just can't acknowledge its own faults, its own flaws. Um America needs to go to therapy, basically. Uh, it, it needs to go to therapy. Well, we needs- can't. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, what were we going to say? I was just going to say, you're absolutely right. More than that, we can't face our faults because it takes a certain amount of courage and and um, uh, moral fiber to sit there and go, look, we fucked up in the past. We need to learn from that. We need to not do it again. And we still do things. We still fuck with other governments and things like that. But it takes a certain amount of courage to face what you've done in not your best moments and try to learn from that and change. And we, just like other nations, just do not collectively seem to have the ability to do that. I think it's very difficult. I mean, it's it's the problem with nationalism, right? It's very difficult. Every mm-hmm. country has a certain amount of nationalist fervor in it. Australia does around Anzac Day, those times of the year. Right. Um, you know, I, I read a story last night, just came out about some atrocities that Australian soldiers committed um, during World War One. Um, mm-hmm. which has sort of been kept under wraps for the last 80 years, 70 years, however long it's been. Um, you know, they, they don't like... We, we don't like to talk about atrocities that our troops have committed, a bit like your My Lai Massacre and those sorts of things. Um, but, uh, you know, then you look at countries like Germany, which really couldn't hide um, after World War Two from what they'd done. And my understanding is that it's front and center in their national psyche. Haven't been to Germany, but Chrissy has. Um, They they kind of accept Mm -hmm. the fact that they uh, did some terrible things and they've had to look hard in the mirror and think about, okay, how did that happen? Why did we let that happen? And they've come out of it a much better country. Um, But I think it's very different. I think it takes something as dramatic as uh, World War II for countries like that to be able to... Be honest with themselves. Most countries avoid it like the plague. Gotcha. Because, yeah. I mean, if, if you break it down, it's not that hard. I mean, the the uh, elite that run the country, the, the people with the money and the power that run the country, ran the country during the period of when the atrocities were happening. So they're not going mm-hmm. to go, or it was them or it was their parents or their grandparents, right? They're not going to go, oh, yeah, um, we have systematic uh, or systemic problems in the country because of our elite. They're all a bunch of psychopaths. We need to undo and reconstruct our country. We need to deconstruct everything, build it back up uh, to prevent that from happening again. They're not going to say that because that's putting their wealth and power at risk. So what they're going to do, the elites are always going to go, no, 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 it's fine, everything's fine, we're great, we're great, it's all good, don't worry about it, it's all yeah. good, we're great. Hey, look over there, shiny shiny thing, look, reality <laughs> TV star just became president. Oh my God, what's going to happen next? Right? They can't, they, they, exactly. they don't want any introspection. Yeah. Introspection, if you start to, it's a bit like if you're in a bad marriage, man, you don't want to talk about it. No, no, it's fine, because as soon as you start to talk about it, you know, if your wife or your husband sits in and goes, hey, listen, we need to talk, you're like, oh, shit, here it comes. As soon as you start talking about it, 
it's pretty but much over. I mean, you, you might yeah. come through it uh, and survive on the other side if, you, if you're in therapy, but, you know, usually you go, listen, you know, this isn't really working for me, and yeah. uh, really it's not me, it's you, <laughs> or it's not you, it's me. So I don't know. <laughs> anyway, it's let's you move and on. D'Angelo. All right, let's, let's get out of politics and talk about science, Ray. Okay. You ever, you ever, you ever wanted to get into genetic genetic modification of your children, Ray? Um, well, as you know, I actually helped birth five beautiful uh, children. If anybody needs the uh, DNA splicing, it's me. Uh, what I produce is quite phenomenal, but if I can make some changes in myself... That would really be, that'd yeah, be great. Yeah, what, what kind of genetic modifications would you like, Bubble Boy? Um, I, I would like those two months of that I should have been in the femur so I could finish forming. You know, I, I'm half formed. I don't like to talk about it, obviously, but uh, there's still some work Mother Nature had to do, and and we're going to leave it at that. But th- that would have been wow. nice to you know just you stay are Richard the Third in utero for two sent months. before my time into this world, <laughs> scarce half made up. <laughs> And that's so lamely that dogs bark at me while I halt by them. Wow! Right. Shit. So no, no, but uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't think much about this. Well, I'll tell you somebody stuff. who does think much about it is uh, He Zhangkui. Yeah, um, Chinese okay. geneticist who claimed a week right. or two ago that he had used gene editing technology known as CRISPR or specifically CRISPR-Cas9, to edit the genes of the embryos of twin girls. He claimed this. I don't think that's how science works. (laughs) Well, no, no, it does, yeah. You have to say, I did it, and then other people go, well, let's let's check check your work and see if you really did it. Um, Sure. Now, he posted some videos on YouTube as part of a massive PR campaign that he paid for. Uh, and the world has lost their freaking minds over this raid. <laughs> um, now, the backstory is the uh, one of the parents, I think it was the father of these baby girls, had HIV. And so what Ooh. he says he did was go in and alter the DNA of the babies so they wouldn't contract HIV. Right. Oh, okay. Sounds good. Uh, ye- no, um, not really. Um, no. According to most <laughs> okay. genetic ethicists or geneth- geneticists, genetic eth- geneticists. I like that. Gen- gen- it's hard to say this hour of the morning. <laughs> no, this is a big thing. It's the first time. The reason this is a big deal is a number of reasons. Number one, this is the first time CRISPR has been used on uh, humans that were actually born. They've They've... They've done it on human cells. They've even done it on human embryos before that weren't intended to go full term. But this is the first time CRISPR's been used um, uh, on babies that have gone full term. He said they were born as healthy as any other babies. But he hasn't released his his, his work to be peer-reviewed yet, as far as I know, although he said he is going to do that. Uh, Now, are you familiar with CRISPR? Have you been following CRISPR? For the last few years, um, Casper, yes, CRISPR, no. Yeah, uh, no. yeah. You don't. I you don't, don't hear as many podcast ads for CRISPR as you do for Casper. 
I've been following CRISPR. You know, I'm a bit of a science nerd. CRISPR's been, you know, huge. It's 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 fucking the rock star of okay. uh, genetics for the last uh, no, five, six, seven years. Um, been hearing a lot about it. CRISPR is short for clustered, regularly mm. interspaced, short palindromic repeats. You like that? Get that? Okay. Um, I yeah. do. And Most of it. Cas9 is CRISPR associated protein 9. Now, basically, what happened is um, a Japanese scientist uh, back in 1987, no. Yoshizumi uh, at Osaka no. University, no. discovered uh, the, the basic technology here. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's a right. piece of genetic code that occurs in bacteria, and it's basically an editing system okay. for DNA in bacteria. Basically, the bacteria wow. captures snippets of DNA from viruses that try and get inside the bacteria. Then mm-hmm. they, they, they cut bits out and then they store it inside their DNA in order to be able to recognize right. that virus again uh, when it comes. Or, okay. or viruses That's- like that virus. It's like... I'm That's like, like, fucking tell me about it, man. It goes, oh, yeah, I'll just keep a little bit of you. It's like, I'll take a lock of your hair, and if you come back to rape me again, right. I'll just do a little bit of a hair comparison <laughs> and go, oh, no, I, I know you. you you're, your you're, not the, you're not the good yeah. kind of anal yeah. raping. This is the bad kind. <laughs> and, and it can produce <laughs> RNA from the DNA to target the DNA right. of the virus and basically like a a, a, a a targeted bomb to take it out um right. so anyway but but the key thing here God. is the bacteria has the ability yeah. to snip bits of dna out of the virus and then then copy copy and paste that into its own dna so what 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 right. they've done with crispr is figure out how to use that to edit dna of of other living cells you can basically take a oh cell, take a living cell, take you know some change, come up with some changes you want to make to the DNA. You want to cut a bit out and stitch it back together, or you want to you want to create a gap and stick something else in there. You go, you know, listen, you know, um, Ray Ray has a very short penis. I want Ray to have a longer penis. Um, want his children to have a longer penis. What we'll do is we'll 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 cut out the tiny PP gene and we'll put in the big swinging D'Angelo right. PP gene and we'll stick it into the DNA. <laughs> right? It's crazy. They, they... Yeah, because I'm tired of him sticking yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Let's not go any further on that lot of thought. So, so they're playing God. They are not God, God, but they're playing Mother Nature. Yeah, no, none of them are talking about um, forcing their own son to commit suicide. I just, there's nothing... Nothing about that in here. Right. Um, that's yeah. my plain God joke. Um, <laughs> yeah. I just, I just yeah, of course you did. Now, uh, so why are people up in arms about this? Well, it's all the usual thing. A part of it's all the usual things. You know, everyone freaked out when they were making IVF babies in the 70s, I think it was. And right. Whenever we do anything that's, uh, you know, has massive... Um, changes to what we think about it what it means to be human people people lose their fucking minds but that's not all so one of the reasons people are freaking out about this is because we don't really understand what the long-term consequences are of 
ed- editing uh, DNA. Right. You might um, edit the DNA of these babies, and then they they grow up, and then they have babies, and you're passing something on that might mutate, and you know it might cause potential health sure. problems to these twin girls themselves unforeseen consequences or to their children or their children's children or you could be be creating a genetic uh problem that then gets seeps out into the population of humans in general um you know it could be something that means humans end up growing wings or 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 gives them heat vision could be awesome i'm not sure which one of those is good and which one is bad but let's just (laughs) probably they're both awesome really probably not yeah, um, yeah. So there's that. There's also, you know, part like there's a, there's a self-imposed um, moratorium with genetic scientists around the world, where they say, look, we're not going to do this on on um, uh, human babies that are going to go full term until we we're really sure that we right. know what we're doing. This guy just went fuck that. I'm just going to go do yeah. it. I'm Chinese. We don't we don't listen that- to the rules, man. <laughs> That sounds like a lot for one person, for one rogue geneticist. No, the technology is there, man. The technology is okay. The technology has been there for a while. You know, they everyone's known this was coming. It was just a matter of when. Mm -hmm. It's a bit like I I remember. I remember when that guy cloned Dolly the sheep in the late nineties, and everyone lost their fucking minds. And now I've got twelve cloned sheep. (laughs) You know, it's like no, no, no one, right. no one cares but, anymore. But but those are but those new sheep do have uh, heat vision. So again, you got to be careful. Don't piss them off. I I'm just waiting for them to come up with a lamb that will roast itself, cover itself in olive oil and garlic, and um, and so you know some of the other principles of this field is you're not going to take the risk of doing gene editing. When um, the thing that you're trying to fix, there's already a cure for. And they're saying, look, HIV medicine is quite advanced now. So it's not like, well, if I don't do this, these babies are going to be born with HIV. We've got really good meds that will take care of that. So that's not an issue. Um, Mm -hmm. Anyway, so um, uh, Dr. Hay, as he's known, um, said that he, he... you know, was really trying to give these babies a lifetime protection against HIV. He began his work in the second half of 2017. He enrolled eight couples. All of the potential fathers were HIV positive. Five of those chose to implant embryos that he'd already modified. Um, Mm -hmm. And he says that they they knew what they were doing and, you know, they, they, they consented to all of this. But his critics are saying, well... You know, sure. getting consent from people is a highly skilled process, and you're not trained in that. So, how do you know you, you, you did that properly anyway? Um, and what he was doing was disabling a right. gene called CCR5, Credence Clearwater Revival 5. Um, <laughs> sure. Something about. I don't know. That is going to help me to remember it. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Rolling, rolling, rolling down the river, Gene. <coughs> Credence Clearwater Gene. Um, so the girls <laughs> would be resistant to um, being infected with HIV. Lifetime resistance, he said. Now, according to right. uh, China, 
The study was sponsored by the Southern University of Science and Technology and Shenzhen Harmony Care Women and Children's Hospital. And there was also some money from a private program run by the Shenzhen government. But uh, he's been on unpaid leave since February. He he's took leave to go and do this in his own lab, in his own time, Ooh. got away from the campus. Uh, they, the, the university is saying they weren't aware of it. I think he was really holed up at an underground island lair with sharks with freaking lasers on their heads. I think that's... <laughs> oh, I got one. I have to ask, when he made his uh, YouTube video, was he yes, stroking he was, a hairless yeah. cat? <laughs> um, <laughs> now, every, now, even the Chinese have freaked the fuck out over this. Um, Sorry. China's vice minister of science and technology right. confirmed that they have ordered a halt to Dr. Hay's work. They shut down his lab. Now, of course, they're making it sound like they were horrified. I think what they've really done is grab him, put him in their own secret labs where they're building Chinese super soldiers. They're like, listen, if you can do this, stop fucking around with HIV resistance. Right. You know, build a super soldiers, man. That's what we want. Heat vision, invulnerability, the ability to flight, invisibility. Right. Wings. These are the things that you should be working on, not right. You know, HIV, yeah. We've got meds for yeah. HIV. What are you doing? Stop wasting your time. Build yeah. us an army of super soldiers. Yeah. According to all the Hollywood movies, that's yeah. exactly what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Right now. So um, yeah. that's going on now. Like I don't know. What, what do you think, Ray? Is this a good thing or a bad thing that he's done here, Doctor Hay? Well, there's so many unknowns because, like, like you were saying a minute ago, okay, so so this gene gets spliced or the DNA gets spliced, and so these girls are going to be, as far as we know, resistant to HIV for the rest of life. That's fine. That's fine. Now, if they did get HIV, like you just said, we got medicines for that now, so they're probably still going to have a decent quality of life. But like like you were saying a second ago, so what's going to happen two or three generations down the road, you, you've literally messed with the building blocks of a human being. And that you can, there's no way that this Dr. Hay can tell me all of the different possible side effects of that. It's, it's way too much of, of the great unknown to say that this is, I mean, it's incredible. Don't get me wrong, but it shouldn't be done because like you said, you could be creating much more serious problems that we'll have no idea for, for generations. It's too much. What do you think? Well, look, I've, I've told you before that I'm pretty sceptical that the human race will even survive this century. Um, you know, we're facing mm -hmm. a handful of concurrent existential threats, as I've always said. You know, we've got climate change, obviously, which right. is going to, if, it, if, if, you know, a miracle mm -hmm. doesn't happen very soon... Um, if Doctor Strange doesn't come back and take us all back in time so we can get the Infinity Stones and get rid of them, right. um, we, uh, yeah. you know, we're going to have not just rising oceans, which is going to destroy the living habitats of uh, a billion people, which means they're going to have to move. They're gonna, it's going to... The, the, the right. heating up and cooling down, depending where you live, of um, the environment's going to be killing people it's going to be destroying crops it's going to be mm -hmm. perhaps giving rise to all sorts of manifestations of bugs that we can't foresee or or, or bacteria that'll that's currently been buried in the antarctic for 500 million years it's going to rise up 
it's going to kill marine life as the the temperatures of right. the ocean heat up all this kind of stuff like the, the the consequences of climate change in the next century are unfathomable and extremely dire possibly maybe nothing maybe it'll be nothing maybe it'll mm. be storming right. a teacup but the vast majority of climate scientists say no it's going to be a fucking devastation it's going to be vestadio climate's going to go vestadio right. on us so you know we're, we're looking at that then we've got the the rise of um uh, uh robot you know uh, uh, uh dogs with freaking lasers mm-hmm. in their freaking heads and drones coming and we've got robot killing machines and at donald trump's command We've got possible nuclear annihilation because we've still got thousands of nuclear warheads in the hands of crazy people. Um, we've got potential AI threats around the corner as, as Google's data center wakes up um, and sees what we've been posting and goes, oh, God, you're not even worth the fucking oxygen that we spend on you. Uh, we could use that oxygen for so many other things. Um, we've got you know nanotechnology and the threats of gray goo and all that stuff coming around the corner. There's, there's a whole bunch of, of dire existential threats that we're facing. Um, maybe what we need is a rogue scientist to come up with a way of doing something to our DNA that means we, we can live in temperatures that are five degrees hotter. We can breathe underwater. Uh, we have skin that's impervious to uh, sun damage, skin ca- skin cancers. We can mm-hmm. uh, uh, fight off uh, robot dogs with freaking lasers in their freaking heads. Maybe we don't have time to be careful <laughs> about this stuff. Maybe we need to push through these barriers and uh. we, we need some rapid evolution, the human race, because uh, we, we, we're running out of time. That's one way of looking at it. Um, maybe you'll fuck it up and we'll all die, but you know we're all going to die anyway. So I don't know what's worse. Mix it up a little bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess I guess the ultimate end game is to have our consciousness. If I, if you know if we can be egotistical for a second, say yeah, the humans are the highest form of life. Whatever to have our consciousness inside some kind of metal or metallic ro- uh, body that can survive the harsh environment. That's probably coming through. Oh, it is Guaranteed coming through Donald our Trump's actions. Already got one of those. I guess that's in his, his uh, in Trump Tower, ready to go. Does yeah. he? Yeah. Any moment now, he's going to have his consciousness transferred <laughs> I would not be to a yeah. uh, a mecha Download. mecha <laughs> warrior mech warrior version of himself. Ooh, do you know? Do you know why? So when Robert Robert Mueller comes out with his report and Trump should go to jail, the new robot Trump will go. Well, that wasn't me. That was him. That carcass over there. You can have that, but I have to go on being president of this new American empire of mine. That's exactly when he's going to do. Now, uh, one of the you know, I was reading up on some of the um, you know interesting things that can happen when you start fucking around with genes like this. Now, one of the problems with getting rid of Credence Clearwater right. Revival Five is that whilst it prevents HIV infection, it actually elevates your susceptibility to West Nile virus and just influenza, the oh, common shit. flu. And we know this because there are millions of people who are born without the Credence Clearwater mutation. Um, but wow. they are naturally immune to HIV, so they're just having butt sex all over. Even if they're straight, they're like, "Oh, I can have butt." I, you know, 
God, it doesn't matter. I just do it God because I can. Wants me to have lots of yeah. risky butt sex because otherwise, why would he have made me this way? Um, but they have a heightened risk of contracting <laughs> West Nile virus. Now, oh my God! Today, that trade-off may yeah. seem worth the risk, but there's no way of knowing whether it'll still be a good trade-off seven or ten generations from now when the Earth is one big swamp and there's mosquitoes everywhere. You're like, oh right. shit! I wish, I wish I'd kept Ooh, the West Nile immunity yeah, yeah. and just do less ass fucking like that. Would make sense, right? <laughs> if I could go back, yeah. Well, if you're one of these people and you suddenly get into your fifties and your sixties and you get influenza, I mean that stuff can take out a, a an older person. So you know, is it not that they have a choice, but is it worth the mm, trade? That makes you have lots of R sex when you're young. Um, unprotected R sex. Um, now, free. I I'm know so turned on right I can, now. I can see yeah. it on, on, on the camera, on the hidden cameras that I've installed in your house. <laughs> now, another example is sickle cells. Sickle cells evolved, apparently, as a protection against malaria. Mm-hmm. It's all mosquito-related, this show. Um, the shape oh, wow. of the, the cell right. blocks <clears throat> the spread of the parasite. But, of course, that also leads to sickle cell anemia. But if... if what they're saying is if this gene editing technology had been available, say, 200 years ago, when millions and millions and millions and millions of people were dying from malaria, you would have been, oh, yeah, g- give me the sickle cells, man. Sickle cells mm-hmm. for the win. Um, yeah. And then, then, then you all are right. dying from sickle cell anemia. So, ane- anemia? Armenia. Yeah, you, sickle cell right. anemia in <laughs> Armenia. Right. But but my guess is then if all those people don't die, then some of them still die through starvation because of overpopulation. Yeah. But hey, what do I know? All right. Uh, well. I didn't mean to bring you hour. down. I'm sorry. Should we do more yeah. stories? Keep going. Wrap it up. Anything else? Yeah. Um, we, can, we can do one more. We can squeeze in one more. Let's do NATO. You know. um, yeah. So we've talked about this, I think, on our Cold War show um, a few times. Um, there's this old story going back um, to the end of the Cold War, technically the the official end of the Cold War, 91. Right. Um, where the Western leaders apparently promised the Soviet Union, uh, Mikhail Gorbachev, uh, that right. if he agreed to the unification of Germany, which under the terms of the whole uh, post-World War II division of whatever and UN division, whatever, Security Council stuff, he could have vetoed. Mm-hmm. They said, if you agree to the unification of Germany, we we promise we will not expand NATO one inch beyond where it currently was, circa 1990, 1991. Now, this is what the Russians okay. have always claimed. This is what Gorbachev's claimed and, and Putin has claimed. <clears throat> and the West have always gone, oh, that's fucking bullshit. We never said that. Fucking lies. <laughs> just, we wouldn't say that. We no, NATO's that. awesome. We love NATO. We would, we've always gonna, we, we would never have limited NATO. Uh, unfortunately, no. for those people, documents have just been released that show that I actually did do that. Um, and not Ooh. just in a, oh, well, maybe we got drunk at a party and said maybe that. Like, <laughs> yeah, we were... We were <laughs> Yeah, we you know we were really really fucking hammered on vodka and 
Gorbachev said, you're not going to expand the NATO, are you? And he went, right. ah, of course not. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Which is the other way that they've often put it. Oh, you know, we said it, but we weren't. We didn't really mean it. What a... It, was, uh, it wasn't a core promise. Right. It was a promise. Was, it, was that one of our politicians or one of yours who said that? I think it was one of ours. John Howard, our Prime Minister, I think, famously yeah. said, well, yeah, I did promise that in the election campaign, but it wasn't a core promise. There's a difference between a promise and a core <laughs> promise. How do you tell the difference? Well, you know, if it's a core promise, I'll tell you. I don't have my fingers crossed behind my back. That's right. how you tell the difference. <laughs> um, newly declassified documents show that Gorbachev did receive assurances from NATO that they wouldn't expand past East Germany. Uh, according to George Washington University National Security Archives researcher Svetlana Savranskaya and also Tom Blanton, because we needed somebody who didn't sound completely Russian in this story, right. the, the <laughs> documents show that multiple national leaders were considering and rejecting Central and Eastern European membership in NATO as of early 1990 through 1991. The discussions of NATO in the context of German unification negotiations in 1990 were not at all narrowly limited to the status of East German territory, and that subsequent Soviet and Russian complaints mm. about being misled about NATO expansion were founded in written contemporaneous memcons and telcons at the highest levels. Ah. So, um, okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, it was previously understood that James Baker, when he was Secretary of State under uh, mass murderer George H.W. Bush, gave assurances to Gorbachev that NATO would not expand not one inch eastward during a meeting in February of 1990. But the excuse has always been, oh, well, we were only talking about that in terms of German unification. Um, but the new documents proved that oh. wasn't the case. In fact, Gorbachev got promises from James Baker, mass murderer George H.W. Bush, uh, the West German Foreign Minister Hans-Dietrich Krenzsche, West German Chancellor Helmut Kohl, um, CIA Director at the time Robert Gates, French (laughs) President Francois Mitterrand, British Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher, British Foreign Minister Douglas Hurd, British Prime Minister John Major, and NATO Secretary General Manfred Werner. Hmm. Okay. I, I just to make things interesting. I'm going to take a different position. If you're the if you're the United Nations, and you and this is what 1990 whatever, and you see that the uh, the. Um, the Soviet bloc, whatever you want to call it, I'm trying to remember my history now, is weakening, you double down, and so you make promises having no intention of keeping them. Hopefully this doesn't start a war, but they're at a weak moment. You strike, you make this promise, they pull their forces out, and then you go ahead and offer NATO membership to other countries that used to be in the Soviet bloc. I mean, you're trying to win the Cold War. You see yourself as the good guy. Obviously, they're the bad guys. They're repressing millions, hundreds of millions of people, whatever. And so you play dirty in order to win. I would think that they would have, and this is just me guessing, a very easy time justifying that to themselves considering they're trying to win and end the cold yeah, war. Yeah, look you can look at it that way, I'm sure they but you know the point is that I think a they did lie to the Russians. Um 
so we have True. you know more mm. proof of that now b they've been lying to us for the last yeah. uh 20 ah. years 28 years because they've been right. telling you know the general public no we never promised that no it's not that way right. no no again we wouldn't do proof that. That yeah. our politicians and the media that support them have been lying all along about something else. Right. <laughs> Which is why I always say. And that's yes. the thing to remember. Yeah. Yeah. What? Exactly. Go ahead. B- businesses lie. Governments lie. Uh, everybody lies. Um, the only. It's amazing that I'm not lying to you right now when I say that everybody lies. And that's just. You know, like you've said before, you just can't trust because everybody's self-serving. And so you just got, you've just got to make that your new norm and accept that most people are going to lie to you as opposed to tell the truth because they have a, a very good self-centered reason why they're lying. They're not, they don't see themselves as evil. They're just doing what they can so, do. So, yeah, the, I guess the lesson is always you, the government, the media, corporate leaders, religious leaders, military mm-hmm. leaders... They are all lying to you all of the time. Now, not 100% of what they tell you is lying, and you don't know what's right. a lie and what's the truth. But if you just start That's with right. the premise, there's a, right. there's a least even odds that they're lying to you. With anything they say, Yeah, there's at least even odds that they could be lying. So then you say, okay, so we need to say to them, prove it. Uh, you don't get the benefit of yeah. the doubt. You have to prove it if you want our support. Um, because th- they, here, here. You know, there's just too much evidence that they have been lying to us m- constantly in the past. There's no reason to believe they're not lying to us today. And that is how we filter the bullshit on this show. Um <laughs> We'll be back next week as long as Ray uh, doesn't lose power. Um, yeah. Uh, or or, or, or yeah. electrocute himself putting up his Christmas decorations. Normal time. Uh, next week on the Bullshit Field. Thank you, Papa Bear. <laughs>